you have questions. We have the answers. Welcome to the My Home Connection Podcast, where we discuss hot topics and answer your questions in today's real estate market. Now, let's get into the grind with your hosts, Jeff Kolb and Amy B. Well, happy Thursday. This is Jeff Kolb with West USA Realty, a.k.a. My Home Connection. And I'm here with my co-host, Amy B. with Waterstone Mortgage. Hello, hello. Happy Thursday. All right. So today I would like to discuss building wealth through real estate. How perfect. That's my specialty. All right. And, you know, people might be thinking, why on earth would we we build wealth through real estate, especially in today's market? Everything's like high priced. And a lot of people have uh, thought, well, maybe uh, prices are going to start going down. They're thinking, well, is it going to be another 2008? I know that you and I have addressed this on previous uh, podcast episodes, but I uh, just talking to different people uh, over the last two weeks in some of my past clients about this topic, again, people still have questions because they are unsettled with the high interest rates that we're currently facing, the inflation, who knows what is going on. So uh, I thought we'd uh, just address that again. Absolutely. And I don't even think I agree that people are unsettled anymore. The real estate market has boomed in the last uh, month or two. Our biggest problem is lack of inventory. But I think that people have come to the conclusion that interest rates are temporary. They can always refinance. And, you know, now is the time to purchase. I mean, it has been crazy busy. There have been multiple offers on homes. You know, sellers are definitely happy reaping the benefits of this market. So I think that the unsettledness that you have referenced, I feel like that's on the downside, if that makes sense. I feel like people are just not as nervous as they used to be. Now they're just, okay, we need to buy a house. Like this renting is for the birds and we need to buy properties. And even I'm doing a lot more investment property loans and second Mm -hmm. homes up in Northern Arizona, or, you know, we're uh, able to originate nationwide. So I've actually had a lot of activity in non-primary home lending. So that's a really great sign that things have recovered and they're on their way up. Well, that's good. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people to look past the right now when trying to, because really what we're going to be talking about is kind of uh, uh, with the mindset of long-term investment, sort of like a 401k, but instead of in the stock market, it's in real estate because historically going way back, it's been, imagine if we would have known what we know now as some people did way back in the uh, 50s and 60s and started buying up all this real estate. And you look at just uh, even like California is a perfect example. Everybody moved out there when prices were cheap and decades and decades go by. And right now it's it's skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And, you know, five, six years ago when I got into real estate, I was thinking that Arizona is going to kind of follow somewhat in the steps of California in that prices are going to continue to go up because Arizona, as unbeknownst to a lot of the people in the country, is a great place to live as long as you can stand the heat. 
absolutely. It's only hot really three months out of the year. Yeah. It's only really hot three months out of the year. We were born and raised here. I love Arizona. I will never leave. Uh, my primary home will always be here in Arizona. So um, I think it's a fantastic place to live. Up until recently, it's been very affordable. Uh, but this is our new norm. So uh, definitely Arizona is the state to move to. Now, I wanted to talk to you about, you know, the past. You brought up the 50s and 60s. And if we had known then what we know now. Well, the reason that, you know, the investment, let's say investment side, that is a newer popular topic in the last 20 years, because prior to that, there wasn't a lot of investment financing options to purchase anything other than your primary residence. Mm -hmm. A lot of people just kind of focused on owning one home, selling it, buying another one or living there for 30 years, which we don't do anymore. But it wasn't until lending became uh, fluid, uh, flexible, uh, where we we came up with all these products that can help people build wealth through real estate. Back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s even, because I started in the industry in the late 90s, not to date myself, but back then it just wasn't common. Like you were super rich if you owned an investment property. Now I've, I don't really know anyone who doesn't own an investment property. So it's just been the uh, availability of lending products that have made that possible. And I absolutely love it. I can tell you everyone I know that has money they own rental properties yeah, they, and that have wealth, I should say. There's there's ways to to uh, understand it as well. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go ahead and talk about the first misconception. You just made a statement that uh, you had to be rich in order to own investment properties, but with the new lending practices, they're not new now. I mean, they yeah, were yeah, back 20, then. 25 years. Yeah. Right. But now you don't need a whole lot of money to in order to there's ways to do it without and avoid putting 20% down or 25% down and it's it, it takes a little bit of a longer time but again we're we're talking about long term not the short term right now now if you have the means and you have the money it's you can definitely think about the short term now but it's going to benefit your long term as well and how is that you might ask jeff how do you, uh, you're t- talking long term, I don't need 20, 25% down. Well, you know, there is something that you can do. And again, this is not for everybody. Definitely, maybe not even for a first time home buyer. I mean, we're, we're addressing our today's audience is maybe you have a home already and you have over 50% equity in it and you can leverage that equity and use it to purchase another home. And now if you just purchased it in a quote unquote investment home, yeah, it requires 20% down. However, if you're willing, again, not looking at it as a personal property, but as an investment property, you can purchase one to move in it and make it your primary. And that you can take advantage of the lower primary interest rate uh, and down payment and move into that and then rent your house that you were living in out. Cause right now the rental markets are still insane. And in Arizona with all the people moving here, everybody needs a place to live. We're short on inventory. You're almost guaranteed to be able to rent your house out probably for more than what your mortgage is, especially if you took out a mortgage on it prior to just a year and a half, two years ago, and you're enjoying a, a low two, three, maybe even 4% interest rate 
Because right now, you know, I know interest rates are temporary, but where are they at right now currently, Amy? You know, it's funny. I'm sorry. As you were talking, (laughs) I was reminiscing. You know how sometimes you look at photos of yourself like 10 years ago and you're like, I was so young. I was so thin. That's what I do with interest rates yep. right now. I look back at 2020, oh, 2021, so and I'm like, rates. they were so low. I miss those days. Um, so interest rates right now, as of today, we did have a really nice rally this week because they, the Fed came out and said inflation is now at 3%. Uh, so it's come down. So we've had some improvements in interest rates. Uh, conventional rates, uh, without disclosing everything I'm supposed to disclose, they're in the high sixes mm-hmm. on a 30-year fixed. Government rates are in the low sixes to high fives. So they've definitely improved in the last couple of days versus where they were last week. Now, I think they they did say that the Fed is going to they're supposed to raise the interest rates a quarter point at the end of this month. Yeah, I. I always associate the bond market and the Federal Reserve to a teenage hormonal girl. I'm sorry, but I do. Um, You want to explain that? Yes. I understand all the inner workings of it because I work in it every single day. But just to kind of keep things basic, any one piece of data that comes out can change the plan of the Fed. So if inflation looks like it's coming down, they're not going to raise interest rates. If they're worried because their target rate is 2%, they want to get inflation down to 2%. And just to let people know, it went last month 4%. Inflation's mm-hmm. now 3%. So it's Correct. dropped a whole percent. So In a week. In a week. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So that's positive. But you know the data that goes into determining the inflation rate and all of the factors that affect interest rates... Uh, it's anything you could take any set of numbers and interpret it however you want. So in any case, right this minute, they're supposed to increase. They said last week they were going to increase them two more times this year. Now they're talking about only increasing them one more time this year. Well, I want all of our uh, listeners to know that when there's any rumbling in the market about the fed, possibly raising the interest rates, it's already been factored in. You mm-hmm. are already paying that a week, a month, two months in advance in because, yeah, we're anticipating that the rates are going to go up. So we're hedging that we're protecting ourselves. So if they're saying, you know, in two weeks or next, I think they're meeting the end of the month. Next, uh, I think next Wednesday. Is it? I thought it was the end of the month, but um, it, it could be. Uh, so I probably should look at my calendar. Um, but when they say, yes, we anticipate raising at a quarter of a point, we already implemented that two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. now, if they end up not raising interest rates, then interest rates, mortgage rates will get better because the bond market will reply will respond to that positively. If they do, then there'll be no change. So I know people are always like, oh, my gosh, I heard the Fed raise the rate today. What's my rate? Uh, I have to break the news that it's it's already been implemented. (laughs) Only if the Fed does something opposite of what we anticipate. Okay, so that was a long story. Uh, Interest rates are going to start coming down. It's about a month or two later than what I anticipated for this year in the market, but they're going to start decreasing, which is going to further exacerbate our situation with housing. Mm-hmm. There's uh, more people are going to be uh, able to purchase because now it's going to be a tiny bit more affordable. The ones that were on the fence of not being able to qualify are now going to qualify. So in our metropolitan Phoenix market, we have, I think, just under 9,000 or 10,000 single family residences for sale. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, In all price points. Um, I I think those are going to be gobbled up. 
Yeah. And as that happens, prices are going to shoot up and they're going to have more competition. Again, we've discussed this before. We just want to make sure we convey that. But what we're talking about is building wealth. I know. I'm sorry. I got off on a tangent. (laughs) No, no, that's that's good because uh, people need to know what's going on. Yes. But even now, um, again, our our audience that we're talking to today is maybe somebody who who's not a first time home buyer, uh, somebody who has the means. Mm -hmm. Uh, why is now better to buy than waiting till interest rate comes down and waiting for ev- the whole pack to jump in? And then plus being very, very short inventoried, the competition increases. So it's actually an advantage if you have the means now. Again, understanding that the interest rates are temporary. Mm-hmm. They're going to go down. So you might be paying that now. But again, you're not really paying it uh, if you purchase another house and rent yours out and your mortgage being as low as it is because you have more than 50% equity in your house and a low interest rate, your, your renters are not only paying your house's mortgage, but they're, you're probably getting a lot more depending. Obviously there's, it depends on the house Mm -hmm. and location and all of that, but we're just talking generalities right now. Absolutely. Now. And one thing you need to consider is if we anticipate a huge entry of the market of buyers, what's that going to do to values? They're going to push them up because we have a lot up. more fighting over the low amount of inventory we have. So the reason now is a good time to buy is because you want to realize that equity when that time comes over the next year. I mean, Arizona, I, I'm sorry, we say Arizona, but I really want to talk about just Phoenix, Maricopa County, Maricopa, Phoenix, yep. metropolitan area. Um. It's there is no sign that it's going to go anywhere but up. And it is anticipated. I think they said a 4% appreciation increase. I actually think it's going to be a little bit more than that once interest rates decline. Well, if this is something you want to do in your life, why would you wait until you're the one that's paying that additional 4%? Right. Instead of doing it now and benefiting from that additional 4% equity. That's right. And and I know we're talking generalities, but, you know, you think about it. You go ahead and buy a house now. Again, it's not your end-all house, your dream home. Start thinking of it and putting on the investor cap and retirement cap. Because when you rent your, your place out, and again, there's there's pros and cons to doing that. Yeah. We've heard all the nightmares and all that, but that those there's fewer nightmares than there are uh, opposite of that. And uh, the thing is, is when you do that thinking long-term, you have somebody else paying down your mortgage. You still get the right to taxes off and the interest off, and that other person's building your wealth. Eventually, you're creating a greater equity gap with between the amount that you owe on your house and the appreciation or the value that the house is worth. And so, again, you may purchase a house and say, well, you know, there's not much ch- choices right now, which is true. There's not a whole lot of houses out on the market. But again, looking at it as an investment home, looking toward the future, long term, may I remind you that you're going to do the same thing with that house you just purchased in the next two, three, five years. So then you get two homes under your belt and then you put a renter in that. Again, since Arizona's fifth largest state in the in the country and we're having 200 people move here a day we're short on houses everybody still needs a place to live our economy is actually doing really good uh it's kind of a a win situation so talk to that a little bit 
Well, you know, a lot of people, of course, we talk about the 2008 market crash. We call it the end of the the world for mm. people that were in the business at the time. Mm. Um, a lot of people compare today's market to that and they say it can only crash from here. Well, I can tell you back then, I thought, let, I'm just going to use my house for an example, okay? My first home I bought, I still own to this day. It's been 23 years. I bought it for 132000 Today, it's worth three hundred, probably almost 400000 So it's still a first-time home buyer entry-level home. Back in 2008, it was worth eighty. And thank goodness I never walked away from it. Uh, I've had it rented for almost 20 years. I've only lived in it two years. I've had it rented since then. So not only have I put very minimal money into it, other than I did a big remodel recently, um, but other than, you know, over 20 years, putting very minimal money into it, I now have experienced, let's just say on the low end, $200,000 in equity improvement, not including the amount my tenants have paid down over the last 20 years. In a couple of years, it'll be free and clear. And I have put very little money into that. That would have never happened with my 401k. So when we talk about values today, we can say that house will never be worth more. I said that 20 years ago because mm-hmm. we couldn't fathom the idea of this market increasing. And it has. And that's what a lot of people are thinking today. I can't picture the values of these houses going up. I said they, that a million times over my career. They said and that look in at, California, <laughs> yes. too. And look at California. Yes. What do you think it's going to be 10, 20 years from now? Who knows? And at the end of the day, let's say it doesn't improve at all. Let's say it does not appreciate at all, which is impossible. Okay. You still had someone else paying it off over the next 10 years. They're still so paying it down. Let's just yes. say you have, um, I apologize, I don't have my amortization schedule out, but let's just say you have $50,000 in equity now because of rents over 10 years. That's $50,000 you wouldn't have had otherwise. That's right. And that's on the very, 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 very low end. So, you know, I'm very much a long term investor. I am not a short term, I'm not a flipper. So I'm not really. Like I'm familiar with that side of the business, but I'm not, that's not what I do. I'm very much a buy and hold for a long time. And it has significantly benefited my life personally. And that's why I like to preach on this topic because I know what can happen. I know how it can change someone's mm-hmm. life and it's really easy to get into it. And you can get there a lot quicker through the real estate Oh, 100%. instead of the I market. Me- I meant specifically through real estate. Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And, you know, knowing how volatile the market is right now, I mean, who knows whether you're even going to make money. I've got investments in the stock market and I am not ahead right now. You lose it. You lose (laughs) it more quickly. And another positive point, if you're anything like me and you, I like to spend every penny I have. I'm not going to lie. I need my assets to be not liquid (laughs) in order for me not to use it. So any money that I've had invested in the stock market, you know, I've pulled it for a vacation or something that I really didn't need. Whereas the home, the money in my homes, I can't touch it. So it's just, it's safer. (laughs) There's a positive. (laughs) So listeners out there, you may have uh, some funds. You may have a 401k. You may have investments in other things other than real estate. But if you want to talk to us about how to go ahead and invest in real estate, state, maybe pulling some funds from those volatile markets and putting into the real estate market, we can show you how and help you to succeed uh, doing that. Again, thinking long term. So if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Amy, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, My website is amybatten.com. That's A-M-Y-B-A-T-T-I-N.com. And you can get a hold of me at uh, myhomeconnection.com. 
MyHomeConnection.net. MyHomeConnection.net. All right. Thanks for joining us today, and uh, we'll see you next time.